Welcome to Currents, your leading global voice of maternal feminism. As maternal feminists, we are inviting you to join us, using our voices in the public square for the things that deeply matter, our faith, our families, and our maternal identities. The Currents podcast aims to gather women who are deliberate thinkers and women who are prepared to engage as powerful forces for good in our homes, our communities, and our world. Hi, welcome to today's episode of Currents, the Big Ocean Women's Podcast. I am Kim Landine here with my co-host, Carolina Allen. Carol, how are you? Good, good. So good to be with you again, Kim. This is awesome. Same. I love these conversations. So today we get to talk about our tenant. We work in partnership with our global sisters to create generative, generative solutions, which is so freaking timely as it feels like all of our tenants are. Um, but this month, we're actually Big Ocean is actually going back to the Commission on the Status of Women held at the United Na- or held by the United Nations in New York, which makes this extremely applicable to the work happening right now in Big Ocean. How many years is that now? Uh, was COVID. They didn't have COVID. I feel like I think it's been since 2015. We've been going there every year. So eight years, yeah. six in person, two virtual. Yep. Yep. That's talk crazy. About a, <laughs> I'm like, talk about a global sisterhood. Yep. But and we've gosh. attended quite a few other international conferences, like in Quito, Ecuador, for the, U- yeah. the UN Habitat 3 conference. Then there was a civil society conference that was held here in Salt Lake City. So... Yeah, lots there's of, lots of opportunities to present at the international, you know, level. Right. So. Which is what I love. And I love the fact that we were able to go there and more than just going there and presenting, I love the women that we've been able to contact with. It seems like some of our strongest wave leaders have been women that we have met at these different conferences. Absolutely. So it's, Absolutely. it's a really efficient way to go and meet women from literally all over the world. Um, I remember Anna from um Ecuador. And she, I mean, it it literally took like three days for her to get to the nearest city because she lived right in the heart of, of, um, you know, the wilderness, the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. She had to like, she had to like hike out to a bush plane and then bush plane out and then get to a bigger city and then fly into Quito. If I remember correctly, it was like an insane, I say that's insane. That's literally what I'm doing. I'm jumping on a ferry to get to a plane yeah that's like your life <laughs> that's like so. my life I used to think it was so remote and now it's just life but that's the that's the beauty and the joy of big ocean is that we truly are a global sisterhood um, and have been for quite a few years now which really has given us the opportunity to have these global generative solutions coming from a lot of different cultures and a lot of different backgrounds and has really enriched the culture of Big Ocean Women, which I've absolutely loved being part of. And yep, yep. And it's, you know, going back to these opportunities, these international conferences where women can come from literally every continent and um, country and where, you know, dozens and dozens of languages are spoken is we get to rub shoulders with these movers and shakers from um, all over the world and learn from them grow together. And then it seems like, don't, wouldn't you say like 
we're drawn to each other, like women that oh, resonate absolutely. with our message. We just find each other there. And it's it, that, that process in and of itself is so remarkable, like how we find one another. Yeah. It's almost divinely guided for sure. I can think back to a number of different women that we've come across that have become really, really close sisters and the process of meeting the talking to someone as you're walking down the road or just seeing them in the hallway after walking out of the United Nation meeting and just feeling something special um, and wanting to connect with them. And then they become like Fatima, who, who now is a lifelong friend, a huge leader here in Big Ocean Women. And right. So yep. I love that we get to talk about that this week um, and this month because of that conference that we've been that we're going to be attending. Um, I guess for our listeners, for the first, for those that are just kind of tuning into Big Ocean and and don't really know very much about CSW, Carol, do you want to break down CSW sure. for our listeners that may not know about it? Yeah. So the United Nations is, um, you know, an international organization. It was created after World War II for lack of a better word, peacekeeping, so that we wouldn't have um, something as horrific as the Holocaust happen again. So it was, you know, um, the intentions were were based on preserving humanity in that regard. And um, currently there are 193 UN member states. So literally a majority of the countries of the world, maybe with an exception of six, um, belong to this um, international body, and there are five different arms of the United Nations, of which ECOSOC is the the arm that heads out in economy and society, hence ECOSOC. And one of their annual conferences is the Commission on the Status of Women, which, you know, pretty much takes a global temperature of how women are faring in the world. What are the most pressing issues that they they are experiencing? And so um, we love to attend that conference. We feel like it's it's where you get a heads up on some of the most important issues of our time. There are events that happen inside the United Nations that are led by countries and delegates, and it's it you know the meetings I would say are more formal, and then meetings held outside of the United Nations. We call those parallel events. And they are put on by lots of incredible grassroots and activist leaders. And like I said before, movers and shakers in their communities, their nations, they come and present and talk about issues that are, you know, impacting them and, and what we can do. So that's kind of the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women in a nutshell. That was quite the nutshell. That was well done. I just put her on the spot and had her do that. So it's like we've done this a time or two, Carol. I have to say my favorite thing about the podcast is that we literally don't edit. Like this is our first run through and we just go with it. We just do it. You know, yeah. as maternal feminists running homes and working in our communities, we just don't have time. Hopefully you can often hear kids in the background and you'll hear dogs and every now and then you'll hear us mute so we can talk to our children or go, you know, that's just the joy of what maternal feminism is. And so I love that you're gracious and you help you'll listen to us because we definitely enjoy it. And we do believe mission of big ocean women and, you know, the 
the joy and the strength that it can bring into our lives. Right before getting on this podcast to record, Carol and I were talking about just how global our sisterhood now is and how from the very, from the very, very beginning, the grassroots of this organization, like the Genesis, there was a, a dream for that to occur. There was a hope that we could achieve this. And now we sit in ex- director meetings and with the board and we look at videos of our wave members across the world, women in Africa in sewing circles with their children beside them learning a new skill, our women in Ukraine who are fighting right now for their lives and for the safety and security of their children, um, women in the United States growing gardens, fighting for technological protection for their children. Uh, oh, yeah. the projects are endless. It's amazing. It's mind blowing. Really, it's global. We, we never, we, yeah, we, we, we dreamt of it, Kim, and then it's like here it is. Like, and it's it's because everyone is feeling this burning passion to to belong to an organization that doesn't just spew out a litany of problems, but that we're like super pumped about supporting one another and being the solution to those problems and creating like our our word is generative solutions. So that means. The solutions aren't just band-aid approaches that they're going to get at the root of real issues and that our children will benefit from what we're doing. And that's, that's the whole purpose. (laughs) Our children's children. Yeah. And seven generations, hopefully down the road will, yeah, we're trying to get at the root of problems. And I feel like women are best positioned to, to be able to see, you know, what the underlying issue is. Um, in a really creative way. One of my favorite, Kim, let's talk about one of my very favorite solutions that came. It was a project and it was by Mombedo um, in oh, Liberia. Love it. Because it, it was just so like, it was so unique and it was so awesome. And then I'd also like to talk about um, Nachunquath in South Sudan. So um, these are our global sisters that we actually met at the CSW, just like Kim mentioned. And with Mombedo, like she met with in Big Ocean Women, we've talked about this before. We meet together, um, gather women in our communities, like-minded, talk about our tenants, and then we talk about community issues and how we can engage and and get involved. And so in one of these meetings, um, it was brought to the to the women's attention, hey our latrine is too far away from our community and we're having kids and young people that are heading out to this latrine um, get abused on the way. Um, what can we no, do to... Protection. Like they was just kind of out there. So what can we do? Like yeah. as, a, as a group of women and mothers, like how do we solve this very pressing social need? So literally, yeah, the distance away from the the community was an issue. It was a safety issue, it was a hazard, and girls were getting, you know, a, you know, yeah, just um, they were vulnerable um, for really bad stuff happening. And so they got together and they said, "Well, what are the what are the chances? How can we approach, let's say, our little township or municipality to get this latrine moved closer to us?" And they did. They they created documents and forms and then went and approached, you know, the authorities and then they got it passed. And then the latrine was moved over closer, like simple solution. Um, But the coolest thing about it was that it was 
sparked by the community members themselves. Like how empowering is that? It's not some outside entity coming in and saying, I know what you need. This is what you should do, right? It's like the women themselves. And that's why Big Ocean Women, in our heart of hearts, we consider ourselves a leadership training organization because just the mere fact that women can gather together in these circles, they are feeling that empowerment starts to spark within everybody. And they're like, I may not be able to do it alone. I don't know if I'm confident enough to just go out there and make this change. But with all of you, you know, 15 other women here with me, you doing this, I'll do this, you do that. And then that organization starts to happen. And then things get done. And then it's just like this awesome creative energy, right? That starts to happen. This out of the box generative solution that just no one else except for they were unless they were in the situation would even be able to come up with like there's nothing that yeah. we could do at headquarters to say this is how you could solve your problems better than the women in the waves coming together and creating these generative solutions through these co- or through these wave meetings it's an extremely and and because form. exactly and because we are like this network it gives legitimacy to what their Um, needs are so we can offer that extended hand of support Mm -hmm. to legitimize their work so that we can, you know, write, document and reach out to people if needed and connect them with other nonprofits in the area if needed, or, you know, if projects need to be written up and then we can help support them through some funding if needed. All of that kind of network of support really helps move these projects forward in an awesome way. So my other, the other example that I was going to share that's super creative too was with Nachunkwath from South Sudan where um, they were gathering together and they were recognizing like we're having a lot of um, break-ins happening, women getting raped. You know, there's just very little privacy simply because there aren't any um, locks on doors on residential doors or, um, or there aren't doors at all. And so these women gathered together and said, well, what if we were to ask um, Big Ocean Women Headquarters to help fund this project for locks and doors? And so we helped them put together, you know, a project plan and what it would cost. And um, we got it approved. And then lo and behold, you know, something as simple as putting up doors and then putting up locks on existing doors can help keep danger away. You know, it can help people feel safe. And when we receive some of these project ideas, like, you know, every community will be different. Every wave will be unique in in what those issues are. But it's so humbling to see sometimes that like, wow, like that project cost $300, you know, and it's keeping women safe at night. You know, it's just such a simple and practical solution. And they came up with it themselves. And, you know, it's just awesome. It is awesome. And for those listening that want to get more involved, Big Ocean is a 501c3 organization um, here in the United States. It is all donations are tax-free write-offs. We see the funds that come in as sacred. Um, They are used to run the organization. They are they are to help our wave members and to make sure that the mission of Big Ocean, which is to empower these women, to train them, to empower to empower those around them. We always are seeking support, um, all as most nonprofits do. 
But if you resonate with the mission, please jump on our website and there are donation pages. You can also donate at Venmo Big Ocean Women.org or Venmo Big Ocean Women. Um, and or just reach out to Carol and I and we can set you up with the EIN numbers because these are the projects that we get requests for all the time. Getting sewing machines to teach young women who were sexually trafficked and ended up pregnant and so no longer could go to school. When they get out, their ability to be able to learn a skill that can provide for them and their new children. Like there are so many projects that even a couple hundred dollars would vastly change the life of some of these women. Yeah, a sewing machine costs about $115, just so you know. And a sewing machine is literally a girl's way to not only support herself after she's been disowned by her family for being, you know, a teen mom, but it also will support her children. So like Kim said, yeah, exactly. A couple hundred dollars could mean a world of a difference to someone. So if you're feeling it upon your heart to donate, please reach out and we will hold those funds sacred and we will do all that we can with them to really improve the lives of women, children, and families um, around the globe. And you can trust us with that. Any questions, once again, please reach out to either Carol or I, or just Big Ocean Women um, social media, and we will answer any and all questions. I felt like I needed to do that because there really is a need in in our world for people that just need a lifting hand up. And the cool thing about Big Ocean Women is it's not just a funding organization. Like we don't just throw money at problems. We really ask them as a community to strengthen themselves underneath these tenants and to become self-empowered and to come up with self-generated solutions. And then we do everything we can to support that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a beautiful model of, of generational empowerment that is proving to be very, very effective. No, that's perfect, Kim. Like one of my favorite um, projects that happened, it was in the Nigeria wave um, where during COVID we saw a huge, you know, Mm -hmm. surge in domestic violence um, issues. And some of some, some of the wave leaders in this particular area were suffering from that. And so they decided to, instead of, you know, um, they decided to make it a community issue. And so they organized a forum where they could have experts, um, which, you know, we collaborated with professionals here in the States. And um, and then they took some local experts as well. But they, they created like a summit on how to strengthen marriages. And I loved that they took that angle because it wasn't like, sometimes when you're within certain cultures, you have to work within that context and you can't just work things in the way that it might work, let's say in the Western United States where you could call people out and police on people. And, and I mean, things are just different in different places. And so this was a very, very, I think, culturally appropriate project that would tackle this issue in a way that could actually create the change that they were seeking, which is to say, they created this big community forum. It was all about marriage communication and how men can support their wives and how wives can be supported as well. And what ended up happening was like this collective um, like therapy session where then women started to feel like empowered because everyone else was there with them, their their sisters. And then they were able to say, hey, like, 
you guys can't be treating us this way. We understand that there is extreme stress right now in the economy for whatever XYZ reason, but this isn't how we were demanding better. And so that evolved into, you know, a very candid conversation, but it was set up in a culturally appropriate way. And I think that's huge. Like the fact that a community did that and that, and actually there was one story in particular where, you know, the family was literally broken up, but the community surrounded them and said, Hey, let's work on this together. Um, Man in the relationship, we want to give you support. Let's get at the root of why you're acting out in this way. And then woman in the relationship, we're going to surround you with support and love and you're not going to be alone. And then they were able to actually preserve the marriage, which is really, really amazing because I think um, that in more of a traditional feminism, you know, the attitude would be like, kick this dude to the curb. You don't need him. Um, Forget, you know, this toxic, masculine, you know, degenerate, you know, uh, kind of an attitude. But what happened was that both parties were acknowledged. There was a calling out in a sense that was constructive where it was, you know, this kind of behavior is damaging. We, but we do see that you are struggling. And so, um, there is just, I guess, a, a collectivistic, like, rescuing of two people that were in this toxic, scary situation. Yeah. And so anyway, I just, I can't even believe that that happened and yet it did. And just so proud of, of the well, Nigeria way. Was, was true healing. It was this acknowledgement totally. of both parties that, you know, and this is, this is not to say disclaimer for everyone listening. If you are in an abusive situation and it is not changing and it is not getting better, you need to make sure that you and your children are safe. Like that is first and foremost. And so with that being acknowledged, this story is a beautiful representation of abuse coming from a place of a personal hurt of, of insecurities, of stress, of all of the same things that humanity faces. And they were able to address the root causes in order to help heal a family. And that is absolutely beautiful. That is that interdependence between man and woman, the imperfection of life, the, using the tenets of big, big ocean women and working in partnership with our sisterhood of have creating interdependent relationships of honoring family ties to truly create change for a couple that was struggling during, during one of the struggles of our world in 2020, when there was a vast amount of pressure and fear and, and lack of knowledge surrounding the situation. So that's, that's the power of what a wave can do. Um, on a on a community scale, on an individual scale, right? Yeah, and and one of the things that I'm noticing too is as women gather, they are communities are seeing them as as leaders and not just brushing them off just because they're women, and so they they now have a collective voice and like they're well respected in their communities because we belong to this you know international sisterhood and organization you know, of which they belong to. And so I feel like women can't just get pushed around anymore because we're, we're like all looking out for one another. 
And so in communities, they're now just the mere fact of, of being officially trained and being networked with us, that there's like a strength there that, that women aren't going to tolerate, you know, ill treatment anymore, that we're, we're going to stand together and say, you know, if beating up women or treating them in less than in subjugated ways was a cultural norm, we're changing that. Like that's not no longer acceptable. It's no longer acceptable. And it's kind of, it's hard to do on your own, but when you're linked arms with women all over the world that are saying that same thing, but they're saying it in a place of, we want healing. We want, um, what's that R word? We want reconciliation, right? So when that is the motivation, it's not like rage and fury and, you know, burn this whole thing to the ground, but rather it's like, we're not going to tolerate it, but we do want to work through this with you. We're willing to do that, but you don't get to push us around anymore. Like that, that is not happening anymore. And so that is such a great position to be in. I feel like we can, you know, so much good can come from this that really the sky is the limit and it's it's because we're one big ocean all of these waves are interconnected and linked we stand strong because we have numbers absolutely and another plug like if you feel inspired to become a wave um to become a wave leader in your community also check us out at bigoceanwomen.org and fill out a form and we'll be in touch with you and we can set up scheduled meeting times where we can, you know, get that ball rolling. And we'll support you. All it takes is a single woman that has an idea that wants to improve her own situation and the situation of those around her. And Big Ocean is here to help. The cool thing about the sisterhood of Big Ocean, and we call it a sisterhood because although it is a 501c3 organization, this is very much not a corporate world organization. Like it is a sisterhood. And because of that, there is a lot of flexibility, a lot of forgiveness in that sisterhood, a lot of intimate conversations, a lot of grace that's given all under the name of just trying to help each other out. A lot of trying to work through the cultural differences. I just had a conversation with one of our members and her and I had some personal issues happening and I just called her and I was like, sister, like, I understand how other things work, but like we are sisters, we will figure this out ultimately what the foundation of who we are and what our relationship is, is that of sisters. I will offer you forgiveness and I'm sure I, I'm sure I need a whole heck of a lot of it, Um, but I do love you and let's figure this out. And that's the way that we will treat every single wave member that comes in. And I think that's the beauty and kind of why we've been so successful at the United Nations is it is that pure feeling of love. Um, There is a divine love that stands within us as women of faith And we see and acknowledge that innate, unique worth of individuals. And we truly do desire to work in partnership with our global sisters from a very, from a very empowered place, a place that, a place that creates those generative solutions for ourselves, for our communities, and ultimately for our children um, that stand at the center of everything that we do. Um, I feel like it's important to also acknowledge at this point that at Big Ocean Women, a mother is anyone, is any any woman that has the, or cares about the rising generation and has their rising generation at heart. Be it 
lack of being able to have biological children or needing to adopt, all of that, we understand that there is complications um, in family units. But to be a mother in the eyes of big ocean, all you have to do is care about the rising generation. And yeah. and when you do, then the decisions you make and the way that you live um, is centered on on their best interests. And so it really shape it changes the way that you view the world to mother and to nurture that those are action words and that, Absolutely. you know, they carry with it a big responsibility. And so for those women in the world that are keyed into that responsibility and want to carry that with us, then we, we welcome you, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's ultimately the message, you know, we welcome you in whatever facet and whatever stage, whatever phase of life, um, no matter how strong you feel or how broken you feel, big ocean women, we have been there. Um, there's been times that I have both mm-hmm. cried with Carol and we have shouted from the top rooftops. Like that is the sisterhood of big ocean women. Um, and we, we want you to join us and we are here for you. And we appreciate you listening to this and hope that you tune in to all of our adventures here in the global political realm of the CSW commission on the status of women. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited about that. And that, um, you know, we're getting this podcast out in such a timely way that you'll hopefully follow with us. Um, we'll be sharing really awesome stories and, um, Facebook posts and reels. And, um, you know, we're going to be doing awesome interviews while we're there. And so I know that we have a fifth week this month, and we would love to share with you some of those interviews. You know, they're going to be amazing. I just know it. And our presentation, too. We'll be recording that there. Record that. That'll be posted all over social media. It's going to be awesome. So many, like, global speak. We have, a, we have some big names speaking with Big Ocean Women um, and outside of just like highly recognized, these women are so centered on truth, centered in love, centered in the desire to make this world a better place. And so they are just a joy to be around and joy to listen to. So you'll definitely want to tune in for that. Carolyn, any last thoughts? Um, I did have one last thought that um, along with your welcome, meaning like join us, like we want you to stand with us. Um, there are specific gifts and talents that you have, like whatever listeners out there listening, um, take a moment right now and just think of the things that you can contribute. Sometimes life gets hard and you start feeling less than you start feeling like you're not cut out for things. Um, and you can, it's so easily to get sucked into a victim mindset. Um, I want you to think about your strengths. What do you have to offer? What are you good at? You know, what what's something that sparks your interest or that you gravitate towards? And then start exploring that and start finding ways in your community, in your family, within your extended family, within your work environment, ways that you can freely offer that, like as a gift. And as you do that, it's going to make you feel so confident and so happy and fulfilled. And then the next step is just to keep expanding that and take something that you, you know, may not be that proficient in and then, but you have interest in it. And then you keep developing that skill 
And over time, the more that you put that into practice by serving other people and by engaging and helping others around you, that skill and talent will get polished and will become really a huge asset. And we are inviting everyone to join us because the more we collaborate together, the stronger we are. There are things, for example, Kim is phenomenal at helping put together presentations and She's a tech whiz that really benefit our organization and everyone has that. And and then I, I kind of, obviously we all come with weaknesses too, but that's where other people can shine. And so um, anyway, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of something big like this. Absolutely. And you are a part of it. Um, even just by listening to this podcast, learning these tenants, starting to think about and applying them in your lives Um, and women that are already uh, joining a wave and that are listening to this podcast. We so appreciate all of the things that you do. Um, There are times that we are, it is, it is fairly common that we are brought to tears because of the work that you guys are performing and the miracles and the generative solutions that are changing our world every single day that is wrought by the leadership of our waves. So thank you, leadership and WAVE members for wanting to engage and making the sacrifices to engage for a better world for yourself, for your children, for the community around you. Like you are the reason Big Ocean is what it is. And this generative partnership with our global sisters has been one of the biggest blessings I have in my life. Um, and I I hope for that for all women and, in, and invite all women to come join us. You have been listening to Currents, a podcast by Big Ocean Women. You can find us on the internet at bigoceanwomen.org, on Instagram, and on Facebook. We are each one powerful drop in a big ocean of change. Join us in one of our local chapters, Waves, or Women Achieving Vast Empowerment. Our music is First Rain by Ian Post. Editing and production is by Fifth East Productions. Please join us again next week for in-depth discussion about interesting ideas and about people who are trying to make a difference in their communities.